Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The HSC are deeply concerned about the growing pressure on ICUs around the country and um, particularly with the rise in COVID cases. But we know as well that um, we always have overcrowding in hospitals every winter. And um, as part of the winter plan this year, um, Sinn Féin TD Donica O'Leary is questioning why we're not having more uh, step-down community beds here in Cork. Good morning, Donica. Good morning, Fiona. Donica, this is an issue that you have raised with the Minister for Health. I think here in Cork, we're down 20 or 30 community step-down beds since before the pandemic. And uh, what kind of an answer did you get? Or did you get an answer at all? Well, no, not a huge answer, no, to be honest. I suppose just uh, general platitudes to the effect of, it was part of a, a lengthy debate, but general platitudes about the need to ensure that we have adequate hospital capacity. But they didn't do that in the budget. I suppose the first thing to say is, like, it, you know, while we can talk about different categories of beds, like they all play a role. And if there is too much pressure on ICU uh, and if you can release people from ICU into acute beds uh, and if you can release people from acute beds into community beds or from, into, from the general hospital ward into community beds, that makes a huge difference. An awful lot of people who are in our hospitals, it is all about beds at the end of the day, are... Uh, not well enough to return home, but they're not so unwell that they need to be in a hospital. Uh, so we have lost, I believe, between 20 and 30 community care beds in the community in the Cork City region uh, over the course of the last two or three years. And there's a number of reasons for that, things which are about HICWA uh, and inspections and safety standards and infection control and different things like that. We're meant to have had, at this stage, additional beds in St. Finbar's. That hasn't come to pass, partially because of COVID, partially because of other reasons. I really think we need to urgently deal with this and try and find additional capacity, whether that involves hiring buildings, whether it involves modular buildings. But we need to put in place beds in the community so that people can be discharged from hospital and that frees up other beds for people who are affected by COVID but maybe not in ICU or coming down from ICU. But okay, is there a big problem with staffing as well? I mean, there's no point in getting extra beds into the system if you don't have the staff and we're constantly hearing about staff shortages in the health system. Yeah, well, look, I mean, there is a significant issue there. And I think some of the issues that need to be resolved to ensure that we deal with recruitment and retention haven't been dealt with. Like, I mean, there's the whole issue of like 
look, student nurses now are, they've been treated with disrespect throughout the pandemic. And now that international travel is opening up, I'm sure many of them, I believe indeed, and getting reports and many of them are now considering whether they might go elsewhere to work because they don't feel adequately respected here. You look at the workload uh, that they face. Um, indeed, likewise with uh, non-consumption, consultant hospital doctors they face huge workloads so um, a lot of the reasons that they are talking about leaving or not staying in the system are um, are not yet resolved uh, there's also issues around pay quality so mm. we need to resolve all those issues uh, we do need additional consultants nurses healthcare assistance assistance that law require proper work for us planning uh, there's about a thousand eight hundred come through the system each year uh, so we need to retain but we also need to look at recruiting from an out- outside last year seven thousand came into the health system and we're we're talking about six thousand five hundred in total uh, for the Sinn Féin plan in relation to staffing so uh, I believe that that's possible it will require work but some of it is about respect some of it is about treating healthcare staff with respect uh, and like I mean I suppose the community bedside of things that doesn't necessarily require large amounts of doctors it does require nurses it requires healthcare assistance and it does require some doctors no doubt uh, but it doesn't require them at the same scale as in the acute hospital setting so if you can provide the infrastructure outside of the hospital that means that people who are in the hospital who are well enough to leave the hospital not well enough to go home that they can be cared for in the community taking the pressure off for hospitals that needs to be the whole point of this strategy this winter let's take the pressure off the hospital and the other thing about that is of course home health fiona uh, which is under resourced and big waiting lists for people who want to come home but need a little bit of support all this, it sounds great. And like, obviously we all need, we, we know that we need the extra staff. Um, retention is is another massive issue for the HSC right across the board. But like, where is the money coming for all of this? Well, look, I mean, we outlined very clearly in our alternative budget and it's fully costed. Uh, and like, I mean, there's a big contrast with the government and I know that they're concerned now and all the rest of it. But like, I mean, they only added about 19 additional ICU beds. We provided for an additional 34. But beyond that, we provided for 194 specialist and community beds. They didn't provide for any. And that would be in, in mental health, in palliative care, addiction and recovery. Um we allocated 220 million for additional diagnostics and surgical capacity, um, you know, for dealing with issues of children dealing with scoliosis. So, like, I mean, it's very clear in our alternative budget uh, how where the money would come from this. Some of that is in relation to savings, some of that is in relation to additional taxation measures, uh, including a solidarity tax on the very highest earners. Uh, and it is fully costed uh, but some of this is about the choices and the priorities that exist and it seems that the community care side of things um, hasn't been focused on and I really think it's a missing piece I know that they're concerned about it in the CUH I know that they're concerned about it in the Mercy they have patients that they believe they could discharge to the community if the beds were there but they're not I believe that there is still some time to resolve this on an emergency basis, obviously, because it's already edging into winter. But it is possible to procure uh, additional space and put the staff into it. It is possible uh, to get modular units even at this late stage. And I would be urging and I am urging the minister to act on this because it's a key component let's take the pressure off our hospitals uh, to do that we invest in the community that's the that's a big part of the solution will you be raising it again with them 
I will. Yeah, the dial is on recess this week. Um, I raised it last week and I'll be raising it again at the earliest opportunity uh, to do so. Uh, and I'll be writing to him as well. Uh, I am in communication with the, the hospital management here uh, locally uh, and indeed with HSE generally. And uh, look, I, I, while I don't agree with everything, every action that's happening in terms of the HSE and the hospitals locally, I know that they're doing their best with limited resources and I know that they need additional support. And indeed, the nurses and doctors who are on the front line dealing with these pressures, they want to see bed capacity increase, not just in the hospital, but in the community. So that there, like, you know, this could be the difference between the huge trolley count and a lesser trolley count. And I think that needs to be everyone's objective. It's better for dignity. It's better for safety. Uh, and it's better from a COVID point of view. And Donica, what are your constituents saying to you on the ground here? Are they concerned about getting sick this winter? Because, you know, I know we hear every year of uh, overcrowding in hospitals and people on trolleys. And now we're hearing about um, a surge in COVID cases and, and an increase in the amount of people with COVID going into hospitals. So are people genuinely afraid of getting sick? Yeah, of course. Um, like, I mean, I think the winter is always a worrying period, particularly for people who are who are vulnerable and you have all the issues in relation to the, to the flu in any year and the impact that has, that has. So, look, I take the opportunity to urge people not only to get the COVID vaccine if you haven't got it, but if you can uh, and if you can access it to get the flu vaccine. These are all things that can take the pressure off the hospital system as well. People are worried, yes, no doubt about it. Uh, and I think indeed people are worried for their relatives. Um, now, look, I mean, I think we need to, like, I mean, the key here is in relation to investment. I don't think the budget invested enough uh, in our hospital system. I don't think it provided enough additional beds, especially uh, for this coming winter. But there is still time to resolve some of those issues. I don't know why the government was so unambitious. Uh, like, I mean, whatever about last, winter uh this winter now they've had 20 months of a pandemic more really and they should be aware of what's needed uh, but they don't seem to have made the investment that's necessary uh, and there isn't enough additional beds being put in place the um elect the new elective hospital for cork or the proposed elective hospital for cork i think that's being discussed this week as well is it i mean we still don't have a date yet or a location for where that's going to be yeah no look i mean i think uh I, I believe that is being discussed. I believe no final solution is being arrived at. Like I mean, look, I uh, like I mean, I would be very inclined to listen carefully to the the clinical point of view as to what makes the most sense. Uh, but I am conscious of the fact that you know there are probably there is certainly uh, an inadequate provision of supports and medical services for people in the north side of the city and I would be conscious of that and I think that needs to be taken into account in the location of a hospital but um, ultimately I suppose we need to ensure that the whole city and county is well catered for and that there's equality there across all communities but I suppose the clinical point of view will be important as well in terms of um, you know how patients can be transported transferred and transported and access of clinicians between hospitals and so on. So, look, I mean, I keep an open mind in relation to it, but I am conscious of the fact that there is inequalities in what, where healthcare is located in our city and county. OK, thank you for joining us on the Opinion Line this morning. That's Donna Lira, Sinn Féin TD. Courts 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.